0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today.
2: Yeah, because there's big stories ahead and headlines to be written, and the Bears are going to be dominating the news cycle in the NFL for a while. Dominating might be a bit strong, but they will be in the middle of a lot of things. They need to hire a team president. They have $100 million in cap space. They have the number one pick of the draft. And then they have their typical offseason season um, moves and, and news, and you know something will come up. So that alone makes the off-season arguably more entertaining, at least, and sort of as captivating as the past four months have been in this historically bad season.
1: By the way, you know, in the last week plus that that we've had conversations about the the potential hiring of a team president, some of the the buzz that I've, I've gotten from within league circles about Kevin Warren and and the the uh, interest level he has in the Bears job and the credentials that he would bring to the Bears job is it, it's really head turning and it's eye opening to to think it. I had one league source tell me, David, that that presence is the word that he used. At least a half dozen times to say that the minute that Kevin Warren takes over your your football operation, you're going to feel presence. And it was Think Big Energy was the other thing that they described as just like on an every single day basis, creating a Think Big Energy within the building that inspires and motivates people who want to think big. There are people that don't want to think big, and the pressure will be too much for them, and it will be an un uh, you know enjoyable. <laughs> work experience. And that's part of what what comes with being in a position like this is to kind of sort that out. But to, to hear s- some folks that know well uh, what Kevin would do if he were given a role like this, I mean, I, I'm telling you, it gives you an adrenaline surge because you go, this is what we've been saying for years is what the Bears lack, right? Just this every single day think big energy and ambition that can take this to a new stratosphere so as we talk about everything that's going to happen in 2023 that's one of the first dominoes to fall
2: well that would be an exciting one for the bears in, in a coup i think because of reasons we've discussed before i would just add to that the the other side of that equation would be uh, the big ten conference and certainly the the most lucrative uh rights deal uh, ever struck, and Kevin Warren being at the forefront of that, and having UCLA and USC coming to the conference as exciting and as as great a, a spot that he would leave the Big Ten. From a couple people that I spoke to last week, again uh, different people, but I don't think there would be a lot of people trying to keep Kevin Warren in the job as Big <laughs> Ten commissioner. And and I don't want to overstate that, but I'm not sure that. Uh, because he did such a good job, I'm still not sure it was the great, greatest fit. He may have been somebody who is more comfortable uh, in a professional sports environment, and I think that him interviewing for the Bears job might reflect that, or at least it has been interpreted that way by some people, uh, some of his constituents that uh, in, in the Big Ten at the college level. So that wouldn't surprise me at all, Dan.
1: Yeah, and then, one other thing that someone said to me in the last week and a half was that when Kevin talks to you, he wants to see that type a breath is coming out of your mouth right like that 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 is what that's what what kind of drives the the ship and, and and engines the whole thing and so it'll be it'll be really interesting and again like like we're gonna get to january 2024 and look back on this year you know i just recently did the you know the top 10 significant dates of 2022 for the Chicago Bears, I think 2023 is going to be much grander in terms of significant events and significant moments that turn this franchise in one direction or another.
2: I would agree. And I think Sunday might be in that group because that was a pivotal day for the future. And so as the players back to House Hall started cleaning out their lockers and saying their goodbyes, Justin Jones was another entertaining (laughs) interview. What did he have to say, and how did he incorporate the word grievance?
1: Yeah, well, look, like Justin has been one of the good uh, talkers in that locker room all season, and again, it's a locker room full of them, and he was just pretty candid about, number one, saying, look, when people talk about what culture was established, he said internally in the locker room it didn't feel like a 14-loss season because we've got guys in here who can grind and keep it fun and and just keep everything humming at times when it may be difficult to do so. There's, there's some value in that, but he also just was pretty forthright in saying – you <laughs> in these exit interview experiences in these chances uh, on the way out the door of Ellis Hall for 2022 to express yourself to the coaches that there were some concerns and he used the word grievances and issues that players were able to bring up to the coaching staff one of them being that he felt there needs to be more open lines of communication and it, and it was almost like um when he was pressed on that by a couple of us is saying that yeah there's an open door policy between the players and coaches but there's not always a reiteration that hey if there's anything on your mind if there's any questions you have if there's any frustrations you're feeling if there's any Curiosities of why we're doing X, Y, or Z. Please come and talk to us, and let's create this back and forth. And so it was really interesting to hear that out of a player's mouth. I mean, look, Matt Eberflus is in his first uh, year on, in a new job, and I think he's open to constructive criticism, and hopefully, he will take that constructively and say, "Okay, this is something in year one that that maybe uh, me and my staff didn't do a, a good enough job of doing." If players are expressing this, but it was uh, it was it was open and honest and forthright in, in saying, "Look, like this isn't all." rosy you know when you're 3 and 14 there are things that aren't all rosy and it's been really easy to lose that in this season particularly in a city that's been celebrating failure to the level that they've been celebrating failure
2: I was glad to hear him say what he said. I, I'm not buying all this great culture that's been created. And if it is a great culture that's been created amidst this 10-game losing streak, I want to know what these guys are, are, are doing by not being more unhappy with it. This is a, <laughs> the happiest 3-14 and 14 team in, in NFL history. Um, but Justin Jones is pretty candid. I think he'll probably come back to play a role on next year's defense. I, the, how big of a role depends on what they do in free agency. And and in the draft, Dan, if you're prioritizing position groups, the front four for the front seven, it's (laughs) got to be near the top of the list, if not at the very top.
1: Yeah, front seven offensive line wide receiving core. They all needed a complete overhaul. So, so get to work, Ryan Poles, and let's let's hear from him. Like I'm most in- eager on Tuesday, David, to ask Ryan just kind of realistically with the resources he has available to him, what is he aiming to do and what does he think they can get done here in this next four-month stretch?
2: It's been a crazy final week to the NFL regular season, and it was all in the context of DeMar Hamlin going down on Monday Night Football. And he was resuscitated. Everybody knows the story. Everybody took a lot of – or just it, was, it took a lot of interest in his uh, recovery and the Bills uh, taking the opening kickoff back for a touchdown was probably the, the play of, of week 18 and if not the season. So there's even more good news as Monday afternoon as we sit here, Dan, DeMar Hamlin has been discharged from the hospital in Cincinnati and that just gets keeps on getting better. And, and the Bills, uh, there, there are two elements to this. Number one, the one everyone has been captivated by in the past week i think the human aspect of it we talked about in the the friday pod but also as a football team the bills now they're america's team and you have to (laughs) love the way that they have responded to this uh and they have they're playing with a purpose and you could see that and obviously on sat on sunday
1: well i was going to say sports documentarians better be getting to work right now because the 2022 Bills story no matter how this season ends is going to be one that is Ultra compelling and, and and truly riveting. And if it ends in a confetti shower at the Super Bowl, uh, wonderful. If it ends with a loss in the AFC Championship game in overtime because Patrick Mahomes won the coin flip, then okay, <laughs> maybe that's a situation too. By the way, that game would be at a neutral site. I don't know where. I don't know if they've announced where that game would be if the Bills and, and the Chiefs play in the AFC Championship. But man, there's a lot ahead of the Bills. There's already a lot behind them, and the Hamlin situation has already been uh, truly truly captivating.
2: Why not Chicago? why not soldier field is has that been discussed has that been contemplated it, it's a, it's a situation where if, the, if they need a an outdoor venue if they need somewhere that both teams can get to easily you would think that why if if Ford field isn't interested in and you know indianapolis has a volleyball convention or whatever <laughs> the fact may be. i I, hey, I love my hoosier state but come on i mean it's the nfl uh why not chicago
1: uh, I don't know. I mean, I, like people would probably bring up the historic tradition of the turf in the winter. I know they've changed surfaces, and it's held up pretty well here uh, during a stretch where the Bears played, you know, four of their last five games at home. Uh, I don't
2: know. I, I, I asked that because I didn't ask him. But I'm my way into the stadium on Sunday, ran into a good friend, Tim Lefevre, who was the general manager at Soldier Field. Have known him for a very long time, and he has always been terrific to deal with, even when back in the day when I was criticizing the turf and 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 taken took that. a, as a part of an initiative that wanted to, you know, do things to Soldier Field and made fun of it. Tim Lefevre has not, uh, he was proud of the fact that they have not received any complaints about Sol- Soldier Field surface this year. He was proud of the condition it was in in January. And you look at it, Dan, they did it differently this year. They went to Carolina for the Bermuda grass, I believe. I'm not an expert, but I think they went a different route this year and they were very pleased with it. So I would contend that if they wanted to have soldier field as a potential venue without knowing or having talked to anybody at this point the, the condition of the field would not be a concern, or as big of a concern as it has been in, pr- in past years.
1: I mean, listen, it, it, I can tell you that the Weeder family would be interested in attending that game if it was right down the road here. I've got a uh, you know a, a football obsessed, soon to be ten year old who loves these quarterbacks, and I, I that'd be a pretty easy birthday gift this month if that was a, a decision that was made. And 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 so yeah, we'll, we'll see what direction it goes.
2: Well, that sounds like a very good topic for the Mullen Haas show. Maybe he can get the wheel. Uh, turn in here and, and may get things going. All right, so besides uh, Justin Jones, besides Justin Fields, we're going to hear from Ryan Poles on Tuesday. Anything else at Hallis Hall that happened on Monday, the day after the season, uh, worth noting, Dan?
1: Yeah, it took about five minutes to talk to Cairo Santos for a few minutes to talk about his season. He expressed pretty uh, you know, significant pride in, in finishing the year with a field goal percentage above 90% so that anytime you can do that in Chicago, it's an accomplishment and a testament to kind of being in the grind with scales and Trent Gill and and those guys that make that operation work. So Cairo went through his, his slump obviously in the middle of the year and the extra point issues were enough that made him move from his comfort zone to a place that in his words, he used to fear kicking extra points from the middle of field or kicking game winning attempts from the middle of field. And he feels like he found a comfort zone there that he's going to stick with as long as it's working. And you kind of zoom out on the turbulent year that Cairo Santos had. And you said, well, yeah, I mean, he studied himself, finished the year making his last eight kicks, uh, three, field goals and five extra points and and so i think he did kind of calm that situation down. The other thing I'd say, and I'd be interested to get your perspective on this, is I really just feel like 2023 is exciting, right? And for as much as you and I kind of dreaded parts and wrinkles of the 2022 experience, because the the big picture was lost at times, you know, and I think everybody had a different big picture that they were seeing, and so it was like, okay, your big picture looks different than my big picture looks different than this person's big picture. 2023, we can't hide things. I think there's going to be a pretty valid eye test to a lot of different things. There's going to be an. Eye an eye test on Justin Fields' growth as a quarterback. There's going to be an eye test on how good Ryan Poles is at, at, at acquiring talent and putting them in positions to be developed. There's going to be an eye test on whether the Bears are a team like the 2022 Lions, who are clearly on the rise and, and, and making strides, or whether they're just stuck like this franchise so often is. And so I'm really eager to, to, to do this calendar year, you know, the last four months were weird, but this calendar year has got some excitement to it because I think it's going to be all right in front of our face. And there's not going to be so much wiggle room for what the interpretations are.
2: Those are great points. And and I, and I, and I respect anybody that looks at it in like with excitement because they have the number one overall pick. They've got so much, all this, and and, and I don't want this to come out the wrong way at, at the risk of look. I honestly go into every season like that. I, I, I love football. I, I love football season. I really don't care. We're in a position because we're, we're uh, do the job, the way we do the job objectivity allows you to just observe and not necessarily be a fan. Now, sometimes that's, that's used against you. And I understand that and respect everybody looking at it differently, but Dan, I am excited about the last, the, the, the next 12 months for the bears because of, what they are capable of doing with the, with all the things that we've talked about. But I have to say this, go back 12 months. I was excited about the change that was ahead because sure. you're going to hire a new coach, a new general manager. And before that, I mean, I, you're trained and you're conditioned to go into every season, every Sunday, every practice, you got to make it sound. You have to make it seem like it's the most interesting thing that you're covering that day, that year, that season. So this, this is a little bit different because they do have a lot of these distinctions, but I would hope that people would be that excited about every season, even though that's unrealistic. And that's why I think it has bothered me a little bit or a lot at times why this season wasn't, wasn't um, viewed that way. It was dismissed as soon as it started. Winning didn't matter. It never – so it was almost like written off sacrifice to the point of let's get get on with things when I think that –
1: But that didn't start – honestly, that didn't start until the Robert Quinn trade. And that's that's really when it when it went when when it went off the rails because at three and four people can use revisionist history all they want at three and four with how plucky that team was and how plucky they had been in an undefeated preseason when everyone said boy they make disciplined plays and and they're they're right on top of the details at all times there were people dreaming that this team could could find a little bit of a moving walkway and get themselves to the seven eight nine wins and really change the direction of things and then just to comfort themselves there was like the Simone Biles mental gymnastics routine that went on for months and months and months in terms of what this was supposed to be and what it wasn't supposed to be.
2: Maybe, maybe, maybe you're right. But I also remember beating the 49ers in week one and, you know, trying to find out how that was viewed and then beating the Texans when Justin Fields struggled. And there was a large section of the fan base very disappointed in that victory because the quarterback didn't play well and there was still some uncertainty surrounding his future. So I I think that it probably was in earnest after the Quinn trade, certainly after Roquan Smith was dealt. They haven't won since. But I do think that entering the season, there was this uh, hope and there was this expectation that this season didn't matter as much as next season will, as much as last season might have. And I don't really, I, I object to the notion, I always will object to the notion that no season, uh, that, that 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 any season should be just dismissed. I Look, I'm going to quote Theo Epstein. He came here in October 2011 in Chicago. Different sport, same idea. And I know that Theo tanked intentionally, and and you know what? He got away with it. But he said every season is sacred. He sounded like a hypocrite in 2012 and 2013, but it worked, but I still am a sucker. Every season is sacred and the bears just blew one. That's okay. They better take advantage of it, but every season is sacred in the NFL. And I just think that um, this one will go down in the record books as being the worst one ever at house hall.
1: Well, and look like five years from now, what this season was and wasn't will be a lot more clear than it is now, right? Like, I think that will be be obvious to everyone.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.